0: what is going on trophy kids we are back to break down the nfc south my division where my tampa bay buccaneers reside i'm very excited to bring you this episode we got a lot of great content here for you to be able to bet this division effectively this season so i hope you stick around and listen and let's go Welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is our NFC South divisional breakdown. You will have heard the NFC East by this point. Now we're moving from our second favorite division in this conference to our first favorite because of my Bucs. And I am the host, so they are the first favorite. <laughs> we're moving to the, <laughs> the NFC South. And we'll be talking about the Bucks last. So I'm already putting that on the back burner. We'll be spending a little time with them last. But I would like to start with the team that is... Might be the worst seven win team last season. They're sort of like the Nebraska three win team last year in college. Nebraska three wins was the greatest three winning team I've ever seen in my life in college football. This Atlanta Falcons might be the worst seven win team I've seen in my life.
1: I don't know how they did it. I really don't know how they did it either. And like, I remember, I think Washington played them week two or week three. God, they were bad. And I mean, we barely won because I mean, it's us. But I mean, they were bad. I remember just watching the team and being like, gosh, any normal team would win by 40. And uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't see it being too different this season. Uh, it's pretty, it's looking pretty grim there. Um, I imagine you'll get to see Desmond Ritter at some point. Um, Mariota can, he can make some noise and all that, but you obviously, he is, he's kind of slight body wise. So I worry about his health. Um, I worry about his overall weapons. I barely even recognize the names of the wide receivers outside Drake London. Um, you got to love Kyle Pitts, but, well, obviously, you know, that. I mean, at what point, what position is Cordero Patterson? I don't even know. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> this is just a team that I don't know how they did it last year. I don't see them doing it again, but they always seem to be okay, no matter what the Falcons always okay. I don't know. If, we'll see if it was a Matt Ryan factor. I think a lot of it might have been. Um, so, yeah, I, I see it being a pretty ugly year for this team.
0: Yeah, this team's win total is sitting at four and a half, and I think that tells you just about everything as to what Vegas thinks about this team. Um, yeah, for the first time in a long time, we're going to have a new quarterback in Marcus Mariota. Arthur Smith sends him a lifeline. You know, he had him down in Tennessee when he was there. Sends him a yeah. lifeline here. I also... Beg to ask the question, at what point do you pull him? Because you have Desmond Ritter. You need to evaluate him because if not, you need to go back into the draft and go get you a quarterback because there's a lot of draft capital here. You're probably going to be towards the bottom of the league, so at some point you have to decide, is it worth it more to win games or is it worth it to go get the best draft pick availability possible Um, and evaluate him? This team leaves a lot to be admired outside of maybe a strong cornerback pairing um, or secondary pairing. I mean, yeah. there's legit secondary. This is a legit secondary here in Atlanta. Outside of that, not a great team. I mean, this team was 29th in run block win rate, yet was one of the heaviest run offenses last year with a, like you said in Cordell Patterson, uh, just utility plug them in where you have to player the d line was absolute garbage so in both trenches you were bad they were d line was 26th or worst in run block win rate and pass block win rate so you're not winning in the trenches the offensive line wasn't great your wide receiver room outside of kyle pitts is interesting drake london i do think is going to be a very good End up being a good draft pick. I think there's a lot of potential here, but this is a team that is in full rebuild and it's a schedule that is not all that forgiving. I mean, the first five weeks, you got Saints, Rams, Seahawks. Okay. Not great, but you have to travel for that. Browns, Bucks. And then you go 49ers, Bengals, Panthers, Chargers. I mean, and then the back end is Saints, Ravens, Cardinals, Bucks to wrap it up. I mean, it's not a very forgiving season. It's just gonna be bad. I, I just don't know how else like the there's not much that I can really provide here for color. I just I think you just have to be resigned to this is a full
1: rebuild. Sort of like Giants yeah. fans
0: have to be resigned to that. It's just this is a full rebuild.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean they're gonna have a lot of opportunities for a lot of young players to get some playing time. Um I mean they have some talent. I mean Grady Jarrett at one point was a really good player. He's kind of kind of fallen off a little bit. Um yeah, I, I just it's it's gonna be pretty ugly for them and i mean and i mean they were jamming the ball to cordero patterson all last year i mean cordero patterson we've been waiting a decade for him to do this. i mean like I, mean, I was like he had such a good season I mean, he had three touchdowns against washington i was like what is going on I, like so someone there is gonna put up numbers um, i i, I lean towards kyle pitts being the one um Yeah, I don't know. This is going to be a. It's going to be ugly, but you'll get an opportunity to see a lot of young players. I think.
0: I agree. There's going to be a good evaluation process. There's going to be some good experience here. Um, you know, you've got a bona fide legit corner in AJ Terrell. Like I said, you can hang your hat on a a pretty good secondary overall with some decent depth. You've got a great future tight end in Kyle Pitts, who I think is going to take that next step. Yeah. Drake London, we'll see. I mean, you know, his high-end comparisons of Mike Evans, which I get the comparison. I don't think he'll obviously be as good, but he's a guy who can use his body, go contest balls. Um, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, I just I don't think it's worth spending a whole lot of time. This team is going to be a really bad team. Five wins seems like a lot. I'm not betting uh, them, but I would probably take the under. Um, it, like I'm yeah. just going to stay away from it, but five wins feels like a lot for this team.
1: I mean, yeah, it's always hard to take an under four and a half. But, I mean, it feels like it's more likely, but it's hard to do. I would agree.
0: (laughs) Um, All right, let's move on to a team that has also got a new face in charge, and that is the Saints. The Saints, Mm -hmm. for the first time in a very long time, will be without Sean Payton. Well, I shouldn't say very long time. There was that suspension in there. But (laughs) as the face of the franchise. Yeah. You are moving on to Dennis Allen is staying in there. Their whole thing, their whole motto essentially is continuity. He hires internally from his defensive coordinator. You Pete, you keep Pete on his 13th year. This team is sitting at eight and a half wins over and under. You've got Jameis who did get banged up recently, I saw, but is going to be kind of your guy there most likely. Um, yep. A team that is in a bit of got some cap issues coming into this um but it's an interesting team they present some interesting things to say the least how do you feel about this team coming into this season with a new regime at head coach
1: um i mean i actually i kind of like this team i, I think they're a solid team they have just literally from top to bottom they are just a kind of a pretty well-built team obviously quarterback being the most important position. And, you know, do you trust Jameis Winston to kind of, you know, put a team on his back and lead the lead the charge? I don't necessarily trust him to do that. He'll try and he'll, he'll say a lot. They'll be funny. Um, but yes. I don't, <laughs> I don't fully trust him to really, you know, take this team to like an elite level, but just looking at the roster alone, it's hard to imagine that this is going to be a bad team. I mean, they were a solid team last year. I mean, they beat the bucks twice. Yeah. Um, Shut the Bucs out always, at home. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. They're a really solid defense, and they're kind of a nasty defense. They got some mean guys on defense. Yes. Uh, they're very, very confrontational, I'd say. And you definitely know that you with know, Mike Evans <laughs> yes. and, and Marshawn Lattimore. And you know they add Tyron Matthew. He's going to bring an edge. Um, and C.J. Gardner-Johnson is obviously the best shit talker in the NFL because everyone <laughs> wants to kill him. Everyone, every wide receiver wants to murder him. So I mean, and that's something you want on your team. Um, so yeah, I really like this team. You said the totals at nine and a half.
0: Uh yeah, let me just double check. It, but last idea. I don't know how I
1: feel about this being a ten win team. Oh, it's moved ma- to eight I and a half,
0: eight and a half, okay. eight and a half.
1: I kind of like the over there. I do like them as a nine win team. Um, it seems like Alvin Kamara is going to skip out on a suspension. I don't know how if you ever followed that. Um, yeah. You should probably be suspended. I mean, maybe she should, should go to jail. Anyway, um, Sean <laughs> yeah, Watson's taking a lot of the shine this this offseason. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Alvin Kamara is
0: is sending Deshaun. I think his fine because he is yeah,
1: way under the radar because of that. Yeah, that was that was an ugly situation. But yeah. it seems like he's gonna he's gonna go through with that. He'll be fine. Um, Michael Thomas, I think, is a huge question mark. I mean, when was the last time he played football? I don't.
0: We might never <laughs> see him again.
1: In yeah, all honesty, we might not. <laughs> yeah, he's a huge question mark. So I don't know what's going to go on there. But, you know, the bring in Chris Olave, solid player, you have to assume. I, I think he'll be a solid pro. Bring in Jarvis Landry. I, I like this team. I really do. I think they're a solid team.
0: Yeah. Uh, if I wasn't a Bucks fan, I'd enjoy this defense a hell of a lot more than yeah. than I do right now because you are right. They do play with an edge, and they're fun to watch, and they are dangerous on any given Sunday. I mean, this was this team in the red zone defensively was lights-out efficient. Um, and you've got, you know, it starts with Cam Jordan, the future Hall of Famer. I mean, I think he's missed, like, two games in, like, the last 11 years or something. I mean, yeah. just a battler. Um, you get a great signing for Tyron Matthew, pretty expensive inexpensive or not that expensive of a signing. I mean, he fits very well in there. Um, Jameis will be interesting. I, I like the yeah. defense is going to be what keeps them really solid while the offense tries to figure it out because I think the offense could have some growing pains. And I really put that on what we see out of Trevor Penning, the offensive lineman, who's just getting all this hype because he's like the ultimate, like, I just like beating up dudes and football's the favorite because I get to assault people elite level run blocker don't get me wrong elite level but his pass blocking leaves a lot to be desired i think they'd be smarter to move him in as guard he's gonna get beat like a drum this season uh if he plays if he starts at left tackle we'll see i don't think he's going to i think hurts is the projected starter but he's interesting i wanted to get my trevor penning take out there because (laughs) everybody seems to be so high on him i'm like yeah great run blocker but watch that man try to pass block he can't tie his shoelaces together competently um and Jameis will hold
1: on to that ball. Yes.
0: <laughs> Jameis. I think somebody clocked it last season. It was like seven seconds or something was his average hold on time, which is just absurd in the NFL. And I don't know. I don't know if that was he's still trying to figure out the offense or he's being Jameis and just big, 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 game hunting, which I lean towards the latter there. He's going to love Chris Olave. Chris Olave and him, he is going to be his new fuck it. Chris is down there somewhere, wide receiver. Um, you sign Landry, who's a nice piece. I mean, he's yeah. not – except like, he doesn't fit necessarily with what Jameis is trying to do, but he's a good yeah. control of the ball kind of guy. We'll see the Alvin Kamara situation. All indications, like you say, he's going to play. Slant Boy is a mm-hmm. maybe. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> he had an outer ankle injury, which – makes it hard for him to get some real good kind of put your foot into the ground and move. And then he's got a hamstring issue. So we may never see him play. But the defense, like I said, I I agree with your take. This is just a well-built team. It's a well-oiled machine. There's no turnover in coaching. It's all promoted from within. So the organizational culture shouldn't shift too greatly, I don't think. I'll be interested to see if the defense does take a step back, given Dennis Allen is now the head coach and has more responsibilities. But the defense is his baby, so I have to imagine it won't be too dramatic. Um, And like you said, they play with an edge. And defense in the NFL, as long as you have a good scheme, which they're going to have, it's mostly about hustle and effort and playing with that edge. And they have it. So, yeah, this
1: is a really, really solid team, I think. And then one thing I do want to point out, and I hope I don't jinx them saying this, I do worry a little bit about Alvin Kamara and his usage. He's been healthy for about five straight seasons as a running back. And you just start to worry when that happens, with running backs. So I I do worry there um, a little bit. Hopefully, you know, I didn't just jinx the guy, but um, that's just a concern I have.
0: It's the same philosophy I used with the Cowboys when we did the NFC East there eighth healthiest team last year. I mean, it's hard to stay in the top 10 year to year. Like It's just hard to keep in the national football league a violent sport. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, they get a they get a cupcake game in Atlanta, and then they go right to Tampa Bay, which will be an interesting showdown in week two. Um they will so, be. So it's an interesting deal to look out for. Anything else before we move on to our next NFC South team? Not that. That's about it. Let's talk about the Carolina Panthers, a team that I am somewhat high on, to be honest, coming into this season. Mm-hmm. There's always that kind of middle team. That sort of breaks through the noise that, like, projected six ish win team, which is where their projected six and a half wins is right now. And the NFC is such a disaster that I think this team has a lot of potential, mostly because the passing game is going to increase. No matter what your feelings are on Baker, you cannot get worse than what this quarterback room produced last season. They were dead last in EPA per attempt, they were dead last in team completion percentage, they were 31st in td rate they were 31st in yards per attempt and they were 31st in interception percentage baker is automatically going to raise the ceiling for this yes. team offensively at his best i'm not saying baker is an elite type of guy but i think we forget first year almost one rookie of the year second year had freddie kitchens who was one of the most inept head coaches i've ever seen and then he was playing relatively well until he got hurt. This is a guy who fits in sort of the middle of the pack for me, average guy. He plays with an edge. I very much like him. The The weapons he has at his um, usage here are very good, in my opinion, especially with DJ Moore, a guy who kind of flies under the radar mostly because he's had really terrible quarterback play but is a baller um if you get Robbie Anderson playing well the offensive line is going to be okay I I have a lot of hopes for this team but before I get too far ahead of myself how do you see the Carolina Panthers
1: 2022 season kicking off I mean yeah I kind of agree with you it's hard to imagine that this is going to be a worse team just based off of you know the additions they made in the offseason you know particularly at the quarterback position and then just guys returning healthy hopefully you're going to be hopeful that they stay healthy um But yeah, it's been pretty poor down there in Carolina. Uh, Whenever I get a little down on, you know, Ron Rivera being my coach, I think to myself, you know what? He left Carolina, and they're worse than what he left them as. Um, (laughs) However, I will say I agree with you. I do like this roster. I do think there's talent, especially on the offense, especially where you know where it comes to their weapons. DJ Moore is a stud. You said he's a beast. DJ Moore is really good. He's never had a quarterback. He's kind of. I compare him kind of to Terry's situation, Terry McLaurin's situation. It's, it's it's kind of similar. It's a good comparison. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a beast, and I expect him to have a very good year. Robbie Anderson, he's kind of an up or down guy. I think he's kind of I think he's kind of a knucklehead. Uh, <laughs> but he's he's kind of an up or down guy, but he can produce. He can stretch the field. He's talented. Um, and then obviously, one massive factor on this offense is Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Can he stay healthy? Can he? If he stays healthy, he's going to have 100 receptions. I mean, he's going to potentially have 1,000 rushing yards and 1,000 receiving yards again. Um, but that's obviously a huge ask. It's been two full seasons. Um, and then I'd love to go back and listen to the podcast of that extension. We were all about it. remember that? We loved the Christian McCaffrey extension. We, we fucked that one up. Yep. We were like, we're like, he's only 24 this is great he'll be fine he'll get years of health out of him yeah right
0: I'm pretty sure at one point I said it is never a smart idea to sign a running back to a full extension except for when it's Christian McCaffrey <laughs> is I think the exact line I dropped <laughs> <Whoops>. um, yeah
1: <laughs> drop the ball on that one <laughs> that's funny but um, yeah I, I don't think this team is gonna be awesome but You know they have some talent. They have they have pretty good secondary. You got to love J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin. They have young talent in secondary. They bring Matt Matt Ioannidis over from Washington, who by the way has been a defensive tackle in Washington, who has had like eight sack seasons, nine sack seasons. He just kind of got lost in that defensive line. He's a beast. Yep. Um, So yeah, I I don't think this is going to be a playoff team. I think they're probably third in this division. I think the Saints are better. Obviously, Tampa Bay is better, but. I think this is a team that could be dangerous. I mean, it's not someone that you want to sleep on.
0: No, and that's why I do like over six wins for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's probably one of my more – I'm going to once again wait until training camp is over because this is an injury. And it does – Christian McCaffrey's going to have to stay healthy for this team to really make noise. Like, if you're a true blue believer in the Carolina Panthers this season, you need Christian McCaffrey because the offensive line is not great. It is definitely going to be right. improved from last season. I mean, you have a legitimate stud at right tackle. Graded out as the fourth-best right tackle last year, third-best the previous season. You upgrade with Iquanu from North Carolina State. Yes, he's a rookie, but the dude's a baller. He's going to be at least decent. You're bringing in in a new center and right guard. Christian McCaffrey's going to have to stay healthy to take a little pressure, though, off them, and it's going to be very important to keep Baker healthy because we all know Baker is a much better quarterback, not under pressure, than he is when he is facing pressure. But... People, once again, do forget—I mean, 2020, Baker, quarterbacked with at least 400 dropbacks. He did grade out as the eighth-best passer, and with no OBJ on the field, he had the seventh-best EPA per attempt. So, Mm -hmm. now, once again, I'm not out here standing like Baker is an elite quarterback in this league, but he is a a middle-of-the-line, good quarterback that is not going to be your overall issue, I think. Um, Health is the concern— I'm glad you brought up kind of the defenses there and Matt Ananias, who's great. You've got JC Horn. He can stay healthy. I think he's really good. Jeremy Chin's good. You bring over Xavier Ward and you got Dante Jackson on the other corner. Um, Brian Burns, we all know, on the edge can get after the quarterback. Um, I would like to see him develop other parts of his game because he does seem to just be good at one thing and one thing only but that is getting after the quarterback and we know in this league if you can't generate pressure you are dead in the water so uh, it's a team that i very much like as far as their win total goes and a team to make noise a team that if you're sleeping on them they're gonna punch you in the face um i don't love matt rule but i (laughs) i do think this is a team that's gonna gonna beat their win total
1: yeah, that uh, that I'm glad you actually brought that up. We haven't brought up the coaching staff. Don't love it. Don't love the Matt Rule Ben McAdoo combination <laughs> there. No. that that should be brought up. <laughs> yes, Matt
0: Rule, not a Matt Rule guy, but yeah. I do, and I liked Brady as the OC, but they butt headed a ton. And I think yeah. the word out of camp this year is Matt Rule has a lot more faith in Ben McAdoo, which I think is concerning but that means matt rule probably won't be meddling in the offense as much which is a good thing because matt rule is a defensive guy and does not know nfl offense so (laughs) let's just go with that not that matt is great either but at least as an offensive coordinator ben McAdoo wasn't a total train wreck as he was as a head coach right um when he solely was when his only responsibility was offensive coordinator he was meddling middle of the pack kind of guy so um There is some faith there. But yeah, I, I really like their win total. I'm going to wait, obviously, get out of training camp right before to put it in to make sure there aren't any impactful injuries here. Hoping there won't be. But I that is a win total I very much like and have circled for the year. Yeah. All righty, let's move on to my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a team that they're up there for one of the highest win totals on the season. 11.5. A, a lot of that is due to a very piss-poor NFC Because this is a team that is coming in with some question marks. Um, We all know the story. Tom Brady left training camp for a little bit. We now have another injury to our lineup. We already had Ryan Jensen have an injury. Now Stein's got one. We had Ellie Marpet retire. Chris Godwin is not going to be available right off the bat. There's depth issues across the board. Todd Bowles steps in as head coach. Before I get into it. How do you see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers season
1: unfolding here? Well, first thing I want to point out on th- this team is the first four games of this schedule. Yeah. I mean, that's like a Super Bowl run. <laughs> Nightmare fuel. You play three NFC teams, Dallas, New Orleans, Green Bay. I mean, you could face all of them in the playoffs. And then you go on to play your Super Bowl against Kansas City. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's crazy. That's, that's going to be a tough start. But, I mean, overall... I, I think it's just business as usual for Tom Brady's Buccaneers. I th- I'm not too concerned about them. I'm a little concerned about the offensive line, people getting injured there. Um, but Tom's got his weapons. Mike Evans, first of all, I, we all know Mike Evans is awesome. We all know he's a top wide receiver. He is a beast. We don't we don't give Mike Evans the credit he deserves. You put up his numbers to, like, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans better. He has better numbers. Uh, yep. He has better numbers. It's crazy. And I don't feel like he gets the recognition. And he, and he always does it but with, like, on half a leg. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it's insanity. <laughs> it's and, hurt. And, yeah. it's, and it's honestly just because until Tom Brady came, the media does not care about Tampa Buccaneers. And that's not right. me over here, like... Blah, but, like, Levante David's a three-time All-Pro. Oh, and you would yeah. not... Like, before Tom Brady came, I don't think half of the NFL fans would be like, Levante David's one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Like, that yeah. just wouldn't yeah. have happened. Same thing with Mike Evans. Like, they just don't care about Tampa until Tom Brady came.
1: Yeah, then Tom comes. But overall... I like this team. How could you not like this team? They live, they, they're in a pretty cupcake division. Um, and then they're in the NFC as well. Um, I don't have too many concerns. Like I said, the offensive line maybe a little bit. Um, I'm really interested to see Julio Jones. I am very interested to do that. I, you know, he's not the Julio Jones of old, but he's got Tom Brady. I, I don't know. I'd just like to see what could happen there. And then I have what I have one question I want to ask you. He is really good, but is Chris Godwin kind of an under underachiever?
0: I don't know if I'd say underachiever, but yeah. I mean, he's a
1: third round pick, so like, you know, so he's not. Yeah.
0: But- I think the hype gets a little bit further. He's a catch, he's a he's a good control wide receiver. Like he's not I think the, the difference is sometimes with these great like these guys who get put in, like really get talked about. Are usually generally explosive. Like he's a good control the game, rip off a couple Not yards. Super flashy.
1: Yes. Like, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like
0: sort of like Jarvis Landry. Like you're controlling yeah. the game using him, Um, which right. is what we need because Mike Evans is a big play downfield. I think Julio Jones will be utilized well. Russell Gage will be really nice. Like Chris Godwin yeah. is a very good complementary wide receiver. Like he's an elite complementary wide receiver. Would I want him to be my true number one? No.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's just maybe go with that. one maybe one area I have a little bit of concern. Maybe the running back room a, t- a touch. I mean, you know, Leonard, you know, came in you know, looking pretty big. Oh, I mean, he's a big boy now. Yeah, he's yeah, fine now. But so maybe I'd be a little concerned there. But other than that, I, I don't know how how you can't love this team. I mean, the roster stacked. I will
0: be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. It, that goes to the depth. Like we lost Ronald Jones who I really liked. Um yeah. he's no longer there. Um so there is some depth questions at running back, wide receiver. We'll see. I mean, Julio I think is going to be very productive. I'm not saying it's Randy Moss career revitalization because he doesn't have Randy Moss's skill set, but Tom Brady has been known to revive quarter or running or wide receivers when they can be used appropriately. He's not going to have to run a ton of routes. I think he'll be used smartly. Um, it's interesting. I'll be interested to see how Todd Bowles handles this in a perfect world, which is what I got to imagine he's going to do. He's going to have less meddling than good old Brucey boy had in the offense because rumors it. had it is left, and Brady would spend all week on a game plan. Bruce would come in and throw a bunch of wrenches in the thing. And it just was a disaster. So I have to imagine Todd Bowles is going to be hands off with the offense. We'll see maybe he won't be but I'm assuming that will be the case um the big concern is the offensive line depth yeah. I mean yeah. we have one of the better signings I think in the offseason with Shaq Mason coming over or trades not signing sorry to sure up that side of the line because you got worth and him side by side that is a very dynamic duo but outside of that it's really only really Donovan Smith and he's can be hit or miss at times I've I've really loved Donovan Smith at times, and I've wanted to throw my TV out the window with Donovan (laughs) Smith at times. So there is concern. The interior line is concerning, left guard, center, especially with the injury to Ryan Jensen. Tom Brady does not do great with interior pressure. That is sort of his Achilles heel, if we will. But outside of that, this team, we lose Sue and JPP, but we pick up a guy... Who has been an absolute behemoth internally in Akeem Hicks? I mean, this man—I know he's getting up there in age. He's a bully, but he plays bully ball. And you put him right up with Via Veta. Or Veta? i never pronounce his name right. That interior. There's a lot of there's a lot of beef in there. That's that's 100 beef.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it sure is. Like,
1: good luck
0: on that one. Yeah,
1: I mean, you gotta love that. Maybe a little. Maybe I'm a little concerned about your tight ends. Um, yeah. with Obviously, Gronk is a massive, you know, loss. Um, and we're know, getting Kyle
0: Rudolph on the back nine of his career. Back,
1: like real, real back nine. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like the name pops off the sheet and then you remember, oh, wait. He yeah. is, his round of golf is almost done. <laughs> like, he's, yeah, like he's
1: got the clubhouse in line vision. <laughs> the sun is setting and he is racing to get, to get through the game there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's. That's a little concerning. Um, You know, Cameron Brake's still a number one tight end. Maybe. We'll see. Um, Tom could probably make him one. Um, Yeah, but I I like this team. As long as you're not playing Taylor Heineke, I like this team.
0: Yeah, and and it'll be interesting because defensively, we need Shaq Barrett to to step up a little bit more than he did last year. He got paid, wasn't as productive last year. We'll see what happens. White at linebacker, the real key is just being healthy. We got to get through these these first four weeks healthy like that is all I care about I don't care if we go zero and four to start the season because all I care about is health the NFC is such a disaster that I think we're going to make the playoffs even if even if we were to go zero and four worst case to the first four games
1: probably yeah
0: we've got to stay healthy if Levante David gets hurt that is the linchpin unfortunately to this defense because Devin White can't cover with this shit like outside of just running downhill
1: he really has not advanced like I would have liked him to it's funny how he is. I mean, I, he's the best downhill linebacker in the NFL. I mean, he, when yeah, when we when we played Tampa Bay last season, I thought there were six players wearing number forty-five. It was ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 yeah, you're right. He gets. I mean, he gets <laughs> lost in coverage. He is just. I, I mean, he might as well just when the ball snaps and they're passing, he might as well just sit down.
0: It's like he <laughs> drank a half of vodka and was like, "All right, let's go." Like <laughs> yeah. he's got no clue where he's at. Zero clip. Like Levante David covers that up massively. Oh, yeah. If Levante David wasn't there, I don't really know where Devin White would be in the NFL world because he really has one speed, and that is downhill, sideline to sideline, no coverage skills.
1: Zero. <laughs> but what David. he does well is immaculate. <laughs> How can you be such a freak athlete and move so well, but can't cover anyone. I'll never understand. I won't know because I can't do either, but um, <laughs> I just don't understand how you'd be so fast. But you can't cover him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then we got Winfield in the back for the safeties yeah. with Logan Ryan. Winfield has come up. Well, corners. I, I like Davis. I like the corner situation, not the best in the world, but not the worst. It, it's a good team. It's just health is the name of the game. Surviving the first four weeks, which I'm assuming you're going to be bad because Tom lost. I mean, Tom doesn't really if anybody in the NFL can take time off during training camp, it's Tom Brady. Yeah. But I expect there to be some rust in the first couple weeks. And that is a brutal, as you said, first four games. But it's, after that, yeah. you just get through that.
1: I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's a tough start, but you got to imagine the Tampa Bay defensive line And I was foaming at the mouth for Dallas. I mean, just the injuries along their offensive line. Yep. I mean, and, and Dallas is probably doing the same thing with your offensive line. But <laughs> At the end of the day, I like this team. I want to say I like you to start off 2-0 and for sure, but that New Orleans, I mean, after last season, I can't feel confident on saying that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I do take solace in the fact that Packers are apparently having issues with the wide receivers right now, which shock, shocker, shocker. Yeah, <laughs> you don't invest in that position group. Shocker that it's you're having issues. You
1: don't, you don't invest there, and you ship off the best wide receiver yeah. you've had in twenty years.
0: That's like, did you see the news before we recorded about the Rams Bengals practice today?
1: Well, I saw what happened at the Rams Bengals yeah. practice today.
0: Shocker, there was a fight in a rematch about a contentious Super Bowl.
1: Shock. yeah I can't, <laughs> Like I can't believe it. Can't
0: believe the team that de- the teams that decided to hold a joint practice between the two teams that faced off in the Super Bowl and had a controversial end had some had some issues had on ball. the practice field. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron Donald's out there swinging two Bengals helmets.
1: <laughs> that was that was horrifying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that dude. I don't know why anybody does a joint practice with the Rams. I swear to God, every off season, that man is getting in a fight. Why do anybody? When do we see a joint practice go successfully in the NFL?
1: Actually. It's very rare. Maybe the coaches want it to happen. I don't know. Maybe they want the teams to get fired up. But, yeah, it's rare that there isn't, like, a massive brawl. and just Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And Aaron Donald, I don't think the NFL, like, regulates practices, so he's not going to get suspended, I don't think.
0: That will be interesting, yeah, because Miles got, what, six games? Five or six? I can't remember.
1: I believe it was whatever the rest of the season was. Yeah. I don't don't think he came back that season.
0: And so that was – for in game. I do wonder what if they'll do anything for a pro- I the assume they
1: The only thing I'll give Aaron it looked like he was only striking others with helmets. <laughs> this Miles is true. struck Miles struck Mason without a helmet on.
0: <laughs> Leah or Collins was without a helmet in that scrum, but it did not look like Aaron Collins also had a Rams helmet. I didn't see him swing it, but he
1: he had collected a Rams helmet as well. <laughs> Yeah, I said, my favorite part is you see Sean McFay just fly around the entire group. He's like, whoa! He's like, Aaron, you can't do this. So great. I mean, Aaron Donald. Uh, I mean, he already, he could probably just pummel everyone with his hands, but now he's got two helmets that he's swinging like a madman. Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's perfect. I love it. Alrighty, um, so that'll do it for the NFC South. Anything else uh, that we missed South football-wise? Anything in general?
1: Nothing really. I would just say out of, just off the top of my head, out of all the divisions in football, I've never seen a more obvious winner.
0: <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how the Bucks don't
1: win this division. I would
0: agree. Uh, health, that's the only, that's my, yeah. like I said last year, the thing that's going to stop us is health. That's it. Or yeah, ourselves. Yeah, I, would but agree. I, I just yeah. don't see it happening. So, alrighty, that'll do it for us. And as always, peace.